later. Hey guys, welcome back to Celebrate the Struggle. I'm your crazy host, Jennifer Hobbs, and with me today is one of my hometown Lincoln Knights, Jeremy Wells, and fellow Army veteran. Welcome, Jeremy. Well, good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. I know I'm running on more sleep than you. <laughs> He's been up working all night, folks. Jeremy is not only an army veteran, but he is the owner of his own shop called Wells Firearm and Training. And we're going to get more into that as you kind of get to hear like where his life has taken him and how it's brought him to that point. So let's just kind of back it up a little bit, Jeremy. Um, can you just kind of start wherever you'd like and talk to us about the journey that your life has taken you that's brought you to this point, whether you want to start with why you joined or like when you got out, whatever you want to do, like how has your journey brought you to where you are now? Well, um, I mean, it's, it's been a long journey. Um, my dad was Vietnam. Grandpa was Korea. Great grandpa was Battle of the Bulge. Um, so it's kind of in the blood uh, my little brother he's 12 years younger than I am he spent time in South Korea and uh, then he's been stateside for Leonard Wood Fort Riley so he's got about 11 years in and uh, so just kind of I think in the blood I'd say <laughs> I so. would say do you have any cool memorabilia from your great grandpa and grandpa's time yeah, I've I've got uh, I've got all of my grandpa's awards and his two brothers all of their awards my grandfather's awards so uh, we're working on getting all of those put in shadow boxes and so yeah those uh, when we get hopefully get our new building and I get my new office then I will put all that stuff in my office at the shop so oh yeah that will be super cool so you decided how old were you when you joined. I was 17 when I joined. So Me too. That was uh, that was in 2000. Seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. And my mine was. Whew. Anyways, this isn't about me. So, what um, <laughs> job did you do? What MOS? What job? I was military police, um, and I was attached to because there's. There's two different MPs. There is the field MP, which deals with mostly POW and uh, force protection, stuff like that. Um, I was the second style, which is an LNO, what they call an LNO, which is law and order MP. So think of it in the civilian world as a county cop. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know they had two different types of MPs. Yeah, and then we, uh, with, with our particular unit, there was not a whole lot of um, LNO MPs. Uh, most of the bases shortly after 9-11 went to uh, private security. Mm -hmm. So um, with us, we were, we were kind of a special commodity, I guess, um, and uh, went, went to Iraq in 03 and was there from, oh, I think it was November of 03 to November of 05. And we were at the Baghdad Police Academy and training Iraqi police officers, diplomatic protective services and special forces. So uh, I think we had about every eight weeks we were rotating 35 students per class. Mm -hmm. 
Man, it's so crazy. I'm sure we've had this conversation before when we met a year ago, when I had the pleasure of meeting you at the fair. Um, and that sounds so weird, like we were just waiting in line for the sizzler or something. But when I was selling my books and you came up and introduced yourself, it was a pleasure to meet you. And now I don't remember if we talked about it, but it's crazy looking back to think that um, we were totally on the same soil at the same time. Uh, my my base was right there by Baghdad and uh, it was February, well, by the time we got to Iraq outside of Kuwait, it was February 04 to February 05. And you guys had that Burger King on that Baghdad International Airport. Oh gosh, talk about the Hershey squirts. But it's like, <laughs> you like, you miss it. So you're like, oh, this sounds like a great idea. And then you're like, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. I, I got to, to buy up a couple of times. Um, I stayed pretty well on our base where where our base was situated. Um, we uh, the back door was Sutter City. The front door was pretty much the green zone, and then okay. our kind of side door was uh, where the uh, the Olympic Stadium was at. So okay, so not necessarily the Baghdad International Airport. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, so we, we took a couple trips out that way, but um, I stayed pretty much on the on the base, right? And, uh, and did training and and enjoyed what I did. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but knowing and seeing what was actually happening on the ground versus what the media was putting out, you know, um, it was two totally different things. And absolutely, I. Uh, I since I've been back in 05, I don't, I, I don't watch a lot of TV and news and, you know, and I know I probably should with everything that's going on, but. We definitely you know. have that in common. We definitely have that in common. And I, and I say that same thing, like maybe I should, you know, like maybe I'm leaving myself ignorant to it, but I think I'm okay with that. Um, so you say you, you liked what you did. Um, what's one of your favorite things you take away from that? How many years did you serve? Uh, I was in eight total. How, what's one of the, your favorite either memories of being, and usually I don't make this totally military based, but I love chatting with veterans. Um, what's one of your favorite memories like that you take away from the military or maybe just something like a value that you take away, like something that you, take away from the military that well, is such a huge I part mean, of you it's it's always been um you know with me it's when you meet me or come see me at the shop or whatnot what you see is what you get you know there's no sugarcoat in anything there's you know we we try to be as real as possible there's um and it's it's the camaraderie of veterans uh, we have a lot of veterans that come in throughout the day and just hang out in the shop and and uh, hang out and, mm -hmm. and talk battle stories and you know and, and so on the civilian side i finally got an, something local that we've got a lot of vets that come in and, and hang out um and again it's it's the ethics of uh you know it, you run your business and being military i think it's just uh and, and and 
my background and upbringing. I mean, it's it's the ethics of the way you do things and the way you treat people. It's it's always that Absolutely. small town feel. It's you know we're not here to oh you know I, I I'm short on commission this week so let's stick it to the next person that comes in. It's that's not it. It's it's all about the individuals and and helping the community and what can we do to better improve the the area. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that takes you so much further, right? When you're focused on the ethics, I could only imagine being a veteran uh, shop owner that that attracts veterans, you know, and that it's such a place where camaraderie can continue. I think that's really cool. So let's chat more about that. So like, as you got out, what led, like, how, what did that look like for you? The transition out of the military and what brought you to the point, um, well, the, the the transition sucked. Um, I, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It, it did. It sucked. Um, constantly bouncing around, um, job to job, and trying to figure out where you fit in, and having certain expectations of uh, the way other people should do things. And you know, it's it's a whole different work ethic and and ballpark with civilians versus military in the way of getting things done and you know you're there to do a job get it done and and uh you know stay out of all of the uh kind of corny it's the the high school mentality of Mm -hmm. you know let's tattle on everybody and get you know so it just it didn't didn't fit me Uh, i'm trying to deal with some of that stuff and then uh, I got in with a private security company and started doing training for them. And so I ended up being the training officer for firearms, OC baton, handcuffing, hand-to-hand combat, and that basically everything that I was doing when I was in Iraq and uh-huh. with the military um, on the civilian side. And I did that for the state of Illinois and the greater St. Louis area. And so it's kind of like, that's where my passion was at and that's where I flourished and you know and then we we had uh they had some layoffs with some things and so I unfortunately I was one of them and then uh you know tried to do some other things and it just didn't again it didn't fit and so I went back to teaching and doing doing firearms and that's just I mean we've been been doing I don't know since uh well since 2010 i've been pretty much teaching non-stop and then we had eight and a half years ago we had the Illinois concealed carry and we've been here and been doing that since and nra training and um, we do uh hunter safety classes so we start out at uh with kids as young as seven and I think our oldest student was 98, was a World War II veteran, pistol competitive tutor. And so, I mean, and, and the biggest thing is, is we focus more so on kids and women. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, within the, the shooting industry, those are the ones that seem to be kind of left behind. All the guys get together and go shoot whenever they want and all of that stuff. And, you know, the, the gals get left behind and the kids get left behind. And so, you know, it's a big thing with our core group of instructors that 
you know, we focus on the kids because they're our next generation of hunters and shooters and, and that, and the ladies, you know, because, you know, they, they do get left behind. And so we, uh, for the last two years, we have done a all ladies shoot once a month. Mm-hmm. The ladies come that. out, they shoot, they shoot everything from a 22 caliber handgun we have uh, pistols, rifles, shotguns. We have a 50 BMG that we shoot. We've got a uh, MG 42 machine gun that's belt fed, you know, and so the ladies, everybody brings a dish to pass. We take care of the main meal and, you know, we've, we've got four or five uh, instructors and additional range safety officers out there just for the ladies to, to build the confidence and, and just push the ladies to have the camaraderie of one another and to make them better shooters and and more confident which is so cool it just goes back to what you said like in your values like you value like the ethics that you carry with your with your business and your mission and that's very clear when you're doing things like focusing on where it's needed i remember when um when i had met you and you told me about um, how you do a lot of stuff for teaching children gun safety. And I admire that so much, you know, and I know everyone has their own opinions and there'll be people that obvious, I mean, obviously people that think that that's just completely cray cray, but I think it's completely admirable. Like we clearly, we already live in a world where like we have access to a lot of guns. So why don't we train people, make them smart on what they're to be used for, how to use them and, and to just really set them up for the knowledge of what a weapon is and, and how to use it and how to, to get in with a, a community where the focus isn't to use guns in a bad way. And so I really admire that. That's really cool. Another thing that comes to mind when you talk about, um, how you had the opportunity to do that training with the state. What a great opportunity for you. You know, I've had some, I've had people on here. I remember one person specifically was talking about how, you know, had done like 20 years in the military and how people in the military will sit there and tell you like, oh yeah, like you're going to be such a valuable asset to society when you are out as a 20 year veteran, having all this experiences, you know, drug driver or MP. And then the reality of it is like, not so much. Like when you get out, like no one's jumping up for like, a lightweight medium truck driver you know like or any of the different positions and so what a great opportunity that came your way that totally shifted the direction of where things were going for you so how how did those opportunities I'm intrigued how did those opportunities start to unfold so as you continue to um, train others in that class what was it like the was there a turning point where you're like, I'm going to open my own shop or what opportunity came your way to do that? Well, in, uh, in 2010, um, I had the opportunity to buy an indoor range and, um, and gun shop in Springfield. And then, um, our backer backed out. And so that opportunity kind of went by, um, you know, and, and I kind of continued to, try and focus on other things and, and still continuing to train and that and 
nothing, you know, no matter what I did, everything just continued to pull that way. Um, you know, and, and I, as, as you've been over in, in the giant sandbox with us, you know, you, you look at things over there a little bit different as they, uh, you know, everybody thinks, oh, their religion or their religion's better, or this religion is better. You know, I, I'm not a religious person. Do I believe in a higher power? Yes, I do. Um, you know, as, as uh, he gives us different challenges every day to, to build us and make us stronger and set us in the direction he wants, um, we just kind of go with it. And, you know, no matter what happens, everything has always continued to push me in that direction. And um, I, I went to work for a guy and uh, just was, was, I love what I did, but I didn't like the ethics and the way he treated people and done business. And mm -hmm. so it got to the point that Okay, I needed my own location to do training and all of that. And then it went from doing training to getting my federal firearms license to open up the store. And then from there, it's just been kind of kind of history. I mean, uh, we've we've been in the current location for two and a half years. And um, I mean, we've just continued to grow and grow. And uh, within the last um, three months, we have now added full archery so we have a, a gentleman that is in with us that's been doing archery stuff for the last 16 years and so we're custom fitting people cool. for bows we're doing complete repairs on crossbows and any other type of bow we're doing custom arrows um, training on that so uh, we're planning a, a 3d archery shoot here within the next two or three months hopefully um the the journey is is continuing we're planning on uh opening uh we're, we're, we've been in the process of buying a uh a facility that we can build an indoor pistol rifle shotgun range indoor archery ranges um give us a bigger facility and um so that's the goal is is to bring that business and and increase that business to uh, Lincoln and and the local areas because the closest uh, locations to us that has indoor ranges is Bloomington, which is 35 miles north, uh, Athens, which is about the same distance, Decatur, um, and then you've got uh, you got about 40 miles north up in in the Morton area. Mm -hmm. So and then you've got one in Springfield, but. Um, that one's kind of hit and miss with, with the way that one's ran. So, uh -huh. I mean, that's, and, and again, it, it all comes down to the education of, uh, of anybody that walks through the door. Um, and, and not only do, uh, do we teach, but our staff is constantly getting their learn on, um, to better ourselves as instructors and, increase the knowledge uh, that our group has. Uh, just like with our hunter safety team uh, that teaches the kids, we have a core group and there's more than 750 years combined teaching and practical hunting experience between our core instructors. Mm -hmm. So if there's, if there's a question that, that 
question can be answered. And, um, you know, then we team up with different organizations, depending on where these new folks want to learn how to shoot or, or hunt rather, uh, if they want to hunt pheasant or quail or deer or turkey, we've got different groups and organizations that we team up with to make those contacts so those folks have some place to go hunt for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within our classes that we put together, we team up with the local Department of Natural Resources, the conservation officers. So they come in and, and the students get to meet them. So it's they're not meeting them for the first time while they're out hunting, you know, and it's, it's, oh my God, it's, it's cop. You know, what do we do? You know, we, we bring the human, the human factor in to the classroom. Uh, We also team up with the local uh, Lincoln police department and their dare division and they come out and they sponsor their time and that and bring lunch and snacks and drinks and that, for the hunter safety classes uh, on Saturdays. So again, and then, and when they come, then they invite all the off-duty officers and all the on-duty officers to come through and meet the kids and meet the students. And so we're, we're trying to put that community connection together. I love that, Wells. Clearly you are. And, and clearly it's needed in the community and like people are getting on board and doing that. That's awesome. Well, you kind of already, oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Last year alone, uh, we, cause every year we have to do a upgrade, uh, and, and that with our policies and procedures with department of natural resources. And we didn't realize, but we had 440 students come through Logan County alone last year for hunter safety. Wow. Well, that's good. And, and way to follow your goals and passion I mean that's not easy to overcome the fear and the challenges that get put forth your way as a matter of fact that was one of the things I wanted to that I want to ask you um for anybody whether it's a veteran transitioning transitioning out or a veteran expecting to transition out or a non-veteran for someone who lives you know just like most of us do at some point in our life or we're going through the motions of working a job that maybe we don't exactly want to be in. And we have these hopes and dreams of like wanting to do something else, but all that fear comes your way. What would you tell someone, whether it's a veteran or non-veteran, or if you want to make it specific to a veteran transitioning out, who's toying with the thought of wanting to follow a path of potentially uh, starting their own business, or maybe if it's not even starting their own business, if it's totally stepping out of the realm of where they are, overcoming that fear and moving forward, what kind of advice would you give, like, say, for example, Wells 12 years ago, what, it, what kind of advice would you go back and, and remind you, um, which clearly you did a good job. You know, it's, for for me, you know, for anybody, it's you know, kind of kind of figure out what what you're passionate about. Um, once you kind of figure out what it is that you're passionate about, and and what really clicks for you, then kind of make a plan. Um, you know, I, I I've I've got several Instagram um, pages that I follow that are business related. 
Um, you know, we got Steve Harvey on there and, and, and I know the, the next name I'm going to throw out there is people are going to roll their eyes, but, um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, is, is one of the big motivational speakers for things with, within the business groups that I, I deal with. And, you know, as, as he said the other day on one, you know, you've got to focus on plan A. If, if you're constantly wanting to plan something, but now you're also planning plan B for a mm -hmm. fallback, then you're going to take all of that motivation and all of that effort and put it into plan B instead of going for plan A, you know, and, you know, sometimes you just got to go for it. Sometimes you're going to fail, but when you fail, then you learn. And that's the only way you're going to be able to go forward is to figure out what happened that you need to correct and change to be able to go forward and make those goals. And you can't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. You've got to step out of that comfort zone because if you're comfortable, then you're not going to move forward. You've yeah. got to constantly challenge yourself in moving forward. Yeah. Does, does it suck? Is it kind of scary? Yeah. But again, that's the only way you're going to be able to build yourself and challenge yourself. So I agree. I agree. And definitely is something I have to remind myself of often. So that's great advice. Perfect. Nailed it. Um, so being a person of service, which I totally feel you are, you're, you're taking your passion to serve other people and, um, and then in the end, serve the community. Um, so with focusing on being a service to other people. I know that sometimes we can get wrapped up in, um, in that and forget to focus on mano y mano, you know, so a little bit of self-care. What do you do for so, like your own self-care? And I know that, I know that people like yourself get a lot in return for helping other people, but if we're not thinking about that, what do you kind of do that kind of helps to keep you level-headed, build you back up uh, when you're feeling a little drained, whatever, whether it's time with your family, exercise, reading, anything? Um, well, it, you know, it, we, I, I have a, a, a loving wife that we've been together. It'll be 19 years in, in November, and she is kind of my uh, level-headed, bring me back down, as I'm, as I'm going and, and working and doing, doing our thing, um, you know, and then spending time with the kids. And, um, we, we recently bought a Humvee. And so that's been kind of our, we just come home and we do our thing. And then we jump in that as a family and just go cruise and, and do things, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the other thing with that is, is, is I, I'm a ham radio operator. So I sit down at a radio and I make contacts all over the world with, with the ham radio. Wow. And, uh, you know, so, um, my, my kind of my bring it back into me is I teach classes about once a year with, um, the ham radio stuff. So to get new people in 
to get their licenses and stuff like that. I mean, I know it's not really relaxing and bringing it back in, I guess, because I'm, I'm again, I'm still teaching and I turn that, that teaching hat on, but um, along with that, then, you know, my style of relaxation is working with the fire department and the emergency management agency on the communication side of things. And, you know, so that's, that's kind of my relaxation outside mm -hmm. of, outside of the job. So, but that's... with, with that, I mean, we, we were talking before is, you know, getting out of your shell and, and taking risks. Um, you know, once you find something you are absolutely passionate about, you don't really work a day in your life. It's you, you're there, you're enjoying it. You, you have, yeah, days can be stressful. Um, days can be busy, but in the end, if you're doing what you're doing for the right reasons, you're not going to work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, it kind of reminds me of, excuse me, just a moment. <clears throat> it reminds me of, um, I seen a battle buddy the other day and, uh, and luckily I love him enough to where I was able to laugh at his, his stupid comment. <laughs> but he said, he said, Jennifer, I see you everywhere. Get an effing job. <laughs> and I was like, what dude? <laughs> and luckily I love him. And like, you know, like we served together in Iraq and I, I, I was able to just lose it laughing. But again, like he has no idea, like, what I am doing with my time and how like I wanted to looking back on it I wanted to respond with like what so I could be like bitter like you like I love what I'm doing and there was a reason why but um that is you're absolutely right when you're not when you're doing what you want it doesn't feel like a you know like you're just working like that nine to five type stuff so I'm glad that you have found that and that it's definitely reshaping like the passion in other people in a community, you know, that's super cool. So you kind of already, uh, here's my last question for you. Although I am curious, I like to ask this one before I get on to like the actual deeper question. What's your favorite MRE? Um, well, I have a lot. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, um, the I think my favorite one that is a newer one since I got out, because um, my brother brings me a case of MREs every so often, uh, is the uh, the pepperoni pizza. Oh, clearly that's new. Yeah, there's a whole 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 slew of new ones. Oh. I, I one, one one of my least favorite. Oh, there's the <laughs> there's the other one there. Uh, she needs to be brushed every time somebody sits at the desk. Um, <laughs> is the uh, I never was a big fan of like the beef burritos. Oh, I don't even remember that one. Yeah, I see, and I don't know if that's well, yeah, they had those, I think, or something close to it, or the enchiladas, or mm -hmm. I just I, I never, you know, I'm not a big refried bean kind of guy, so it's I am, it's kind of disgusting. Well, I know. like refried beans. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so and then um, pepperoni pizza. Good Lord, folks. Yeah. Coming to your and house then, for dinner sometime. There you go. And then <laughs> I think, I think uh, like I always like the uh, the blackberry jam 
and the uh, the bread. So I like know, the bread too. And some people are like the pancakes. Yeah, the pancakes yeah, are fabulous. Yeah, you know? they are. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Like you definitely need a canteen of water with <laughs> with that and the right. bread. And but, you know, nobody beats peanut butter like MRE peanut butter. Agreed. So I've got to be I've, like a hundred times more protein than that one. <laughs> right, right. And and my wife couldn't when that was back when we were dating. She's like, "What's so special about MRE peanut butter?" So I brought her some, and so yeah, she she agrees. That's funny. Civilian, civilian approved. Civilian approved. I like that. Okay, so my last question for you, um, which you kind of already mentioned and told us a little bit about i typically like to ask people like what is your like biggest hopes and dreams like if time and money allowed if you didn't even have to think about those things like what would you like to do and and i get apprehensive asking this question wells because i don't want to send the message like what are you doing wells like what is the big goal what are you going to do and i don't want to send that message i just want to encourage people to like dream big but again you kind of already answered that talking about how like you want to bring a larger range and those opportunities to the small town of lincoln and and those communities around it so um if you just want to elaborate on that or even like with the you know you're doing the ham radio teaching like once a year if money and logistics and all of that if you got if you allowed yourself to like dream as big as you wanted what would be what would you like to see happen over the next 10 20 i can't believe you almost been married 20 years congratulations on that but go ahead and shoot with us on your uh yeah no i mean and and the the big thing is is you know again being able to continue the education of, of firearms and archery within the community and um, just continuing that passion of, of being able to teach. Uh, one of my big goals, and, and I tell everybody that works for us that comes in is that, yes, I wanna get grow, but I don't wanna get so big in the aspect that we lose sight of any individual coming in to the point where you're just a number. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I, I always want the personalization of you are an individual, you are you, you are Jennifer. So when you come in, you know, it's, hey, Jen, what's going on? What's, you know, what's new in your life? How's the kids? You know, right. all of that stuff. It's not a, oh, hi. I, I don't know who you are, don't remember who you are, you know, what can I help you with kind of thing. We, we don't want that. And I've been fortunate enough with the group of individuals that we have that work for us, they all have the same mentality. Um, we, we have uh, several other veterans that work for us. We have non-veterans that work for us. Um, kind of a kind of a freaky thing for for us is that um there's two other individuals that instruct with us now that uh i used to do and run the the ipsic circle uh and circuits and that and teach in bloomington and that and ipsic is the international pistol shooting competition groups and thank you for clarifying that (laughs) i was like you know it's acronyms again um 
they uh, they were teaching and shooting in the same places that I was, and we never made the connection. And through a mutual friend of ours on the ham radio side uh, introduced us. And it's it's real funny because neither none of us have ever taught together before. And you would have thought we've been teaching together for 20, 30 years because when we teach, our methodologies are almost identical. The things that we say and the examples we give are almost word for word. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so God has a plan on how and, and, and who he's putting together and, and bringing into us so that we don't lose the uh, the personality and the small town feel right. of that. And, and that's my biggest goal. It, it wouldn't matter the amount of money and time and all of that is that I just, you know, no matter how big we grow, I don't want to get so big that we lose sight of who helped us and how we, how we got to where we're at. Mm -hmm. I think that's a phenomenal goal. All of these things that you keep saying, like it's, it is so valuable to have people um, that are running businesses, especially one that's teaching so much like yours, you know, like other people, you know, there's so many stigmas and I'm going to get off on a tangent right now. I already feel it. There's so many like stigmas in society. And, and so I appreciate you coming on here to like, talk about something that like, it could be uncomfortable for some people, because this is what we want to do. We want to let down these stigmas and see it for what it is. But what I was going to say is what a great goal for you to have, like as everything you speak out loud about, like valuing the person, wanting to see them not as a number, but as, you know, a person in the community who like, you know, who their kids are in this, this, and this, all of this just goes to reiterate to me that like, you are a pillar in your community and, and I, keep it up, way to go, way to go. I think it's an amazing goal to have that you just want to continue to um, grow your, your guys's knowledge of not just your leaders, but the people that you're training, but also continue to keep that your ethics in place to where you never lose sight of what your mission and purpose was to begin with. So way to go. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's always our goal is that, you know, we, we've got folks that doesn't matter if it's uh, kids or ladies or, or, or gentlemen, you know, our goal is to constantly teach. Yes. Do we need money to operate? Yes. Everybody does. But our core value is education, uh -huh. you know, and, and I know that the subject of firearms is, is very, um, you know, crazy right now. And so it, firearms are a tool. You know, it's no different than, um, and I, you're, you're muted. I don't know if you know. I know. Can you hear know. the mower behind me? Nope. Okay, good. Okay. Sorry, go um, ahead. No, you're fine. So, you know, it's, it, you've got this big, big um, um, craze about all the, the firearms. Mm -hmm. And it, it's no different than a shovel, a car, a spoon. You know, yes, can it? 
hurt somebody. Yes, it can. But if it's the education is there and they're, they're educated enough to be safe, you know, if like with our hunter safety classes, if the students get nothing else out of the hunter safety classes, but safety, 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 mm -hmm. then we've done job our job. Done. Right. You know, so that that's a big thing. Uh, I, I had a, a gal that comes in all the time to do Amazon returns because we're a UPS mm -hmm. full service uh, at the shop as well. But she come in to do some stuff with her Amazon stuff. And she's now interested in getting her FOID card and going through concealed carry classes and, and learning about firearms. But like she said, she goes, I'm absolutely terrified. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But we're here to educate you properly so you have a better understanding of how this tool works. Uh, then she made a comment, and, and this, is, this is so typical of, and, and guys, I, I hate to be this way, but it's so typical of husbands, kids, uh, that want to tell the, the females, you know, well, because you're terrified, then that's the primary reason you don't need to, to be messing with right. them. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. It's once they are properly educated, just like you were, you know, none of us instantly were born with all this knowledge. Right. We had to go through the education and, and learn. And Again, sorry, guys, women will outshoot you 99% of the time. It's a statistical fact. So, um, you know, and, and again, that's, that's kind of where it comes back with us is the guys get to go do what they want whenever they want. And there's not really a club for the girls or for the kids. And so that's where we're, what we're pushing and trying to draw in. And, and we absolutely love it. The, this last one we had, we had almost 30 ladies wow. come in. And out of those, I think we had seven or eight that were brand new first timers that came okay. to, to the shoot night. And uh, the, the girls have taken it on themselves and they've deemed themselves the huckleberries. And it's just, you know, and, and just watching these ladies flourish from uh, being real apprehensive and that uh, a year and a half ago to where they're at now. And it, that for us is where we get all of our satisfaction from is, is where we get our joy from is watching these ladies and these kids grow. Um, my daughter was six when she started shooting and she come out to the ladies shoot night. She's eight now, you know, and it's just, just watching the kids flourish, watching, watching the ladies flourish. I mean, that's, again, that's what it's all about for us. That's awesome. You'll have to stay on here after we get done recording because I had some questions for you, but you keep it up, Jeremy, keep it up. Just keep up the, the great mission and work and, and where, you know, what God is, as put in your life as a passion that's that's definitely I love that you said a, a couple of things you said there um 
like about her being scared like for anyone that's listening or watching this like that's okay like that is okay to be afraid of it but good job saying that out loud like people need to hear that that doesn't mean you should never shoot like it's just again comes to the training and I love that and the education I love how you mentioned you know a shovel knife and car because I mean I hadn't really thought about that but like let's think about cars right like holy cow those kill way more people um you know throughout the year than weapons but um we get so much training on cars and cars have come a long way with the knowledge of people that build them and test them like those have come a long way and so I I love that you use that is it a metaphor I don't know um I have no idea how I was in teaching for 12 years but that's neither here nor there (laughs) keep up the good work Jeremy keep it up um well, and I'm going to throw it out there. You can find us on the World Wide Web at wellsfirearms.com. Yes, thank you for throwing that out there because this is all the stuff we will have in the show notes. So if you did not catch that or you're driving and you can't write that down, all of this information and how to contact Wells will be in the show notes. And that's how you'll be able to stalk him. Wells, thanks for coming on. Talk about something that's a little uncomfortable for some, but to get comfortable with the uncomfortable so we can start to make changes in the world, bring down the stigmas, and educate others just as you are. You have a great day, and I will talk to you later. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me on, and and we look forward to seeing you again. Absolutely.